Go ahead and turn to the book of Psalms. Psalm 135 is where we'll draw our text of out of this morning. I'm going to turn to other passages, so be ready for that as well. We'll get to start off here in the book of Psalms, Psalm 135. I'm thankful we serve a God who never fails. Amen. Beautiful song. Thank God for the truth. I'm always encouraged. You get strength and get help from songs that speak truth. Amen. Thank the Lord for the songs that we can listen to here and the specials that will speak to your heart, prepare it for the preaching of the Word of God, can help you. And I'm thankful for it. I hope you are as well. All right, Psalm 135. Go ahead, if you're there, you're capable, go ahead and stand to your feet. We'll begin reading. I'm going to read the first six verses, and then uh, we'll have a word of prayer. You can be seated. We'll get into the message. Follow along with me, please. Psalms 135. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Ye that stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praises unto his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, and in the seas, and all deep places. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, Lord, I love you. I want to thank you for the day. I want to thank you for salvation through Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that you never fail. You never have, nor will you ever, Father God. And I'm so grateful that we have that promise from your word, God, we can lean upon. And God, right now, Father Lord, I need you, Father Lord. I need you to help me, God. I pray you'd give me clarity of mind, clearness of speech. Lord, please just touch my lips. Give me the words to say. Father, give us what we need. Each and every individual here, I pray today, can leave getting exactly what you have desired for them to receive. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You can be seated. I've got a thought that's been kind of going through my mind. We were at Jubilee, and there was a message preached by Brother Barry Rackley uh, that was just an out. To me, an unbelievable, great message. Uh, Mainly, it it reached lost people and believers, but he talked about the dangers of hitting bottom, uh, the dangers of of sailing or riding in shallow waters. He used the example of Acts where they were shipwrecked and how that boat was stuck steadfast into the mud, into the bank there, and how the waves beat the boat apart apart in the back. And just the the dangers of shallow water, the dangers of, of the importance of that and hitting bottom and uh, boy we need to be mindful of that today and I'll tell you why because there are people and you may be here this morning and we need to be uh, no one's exempt from this you may have on the surface everything may look like everything's okay but but underneath where no one else can see but where God knows you're about ready to hit bottom and listen when you hit bottom you think about a boat when you hit bottom it'll rip a hole in the bottom of that boat listen a boat in water is a good thing but water in a boat will sink it The church in this world is a good thing because, listen, it's through you and I that people can see Jesus. But when the world gets into the church, it's a bad thing. 
And listen, there are things that if you're not careful, depending on what channels you're sailing in or what depth of water you're going through, that if you're not careful, uh, you may get in some shallow water and if you hit bottom, it could sink your boat. And there may be those on your boat with you that they can also suffer from you going through shallow water. I got thinking about that. That spoke to my heart. I think it's good to be reminded of things because we're always trying to be productive. We're praying with our church. We've got a lot uh, that God's doing at Old Pass Baptist Church. We have a lot of things that I desire. I, I guess uh, as, as the days uh, continue to go on and, and every Friday night we play, I feel older and older. I, I realize I, I just don't have it like I used to. And, and I realize that, hey, uh, finally... Uh, in my life, I realized that, you know what, what if the Jesus, uh, I've always thought that the Lord's going to return, we'll be called up to glory together, and that very well may take place, but what if I die? What if I'm gone? Listen, I've just, the, the urgency of what am I going to leave behind? What are we going to do as believers? What impact will we have in the world for the sake and glory of Jesus? And so we get busy in trying to do for the Lord, but you better be careful you're not riding in shallow waters, amen? You better be careful that you're not staying just too close to the bank, because listen, if you, if you hit bottom it's a terrible thing and listen to me too just because you may someone may go up a channel and I've seen this in, in Deep Creek and, and we, we used to go fishing there are little channel ways all through there and there may be some that listen they have went down through that thing and, and, and it's shallow and they've hit bottom and more than likely if you go in that same channel you're going to hit bottom too amen and I'm telling you there's a concern to me that there are people that go before us and we see things happen in their life we see things brother John was mentioned how many do we hear all the time of they were in church and now they're not but if you look at the channel they chose to go down that's why they hit bottom that's why their boat sunk there's not why they're not in it for the Lord today and what bothers me is I see people that are going down that same channel they hadn't hit the bottom yet and that big rocket's going to rip the bottom of the boat hadn't got to them yet but I can promise you this if their boat got something going down that channel more than likely your boat's going to get something going down that channel it's important we stay out of the shallow waters so I got thinking about that and I I just started thinking about just that thought rolled through my mind. I thought about some other things and began to think about this, the importance of the deep waters. The importance of sailing in the deep waters and the importance of being in, in the deep water and, and into the deep places where, where we need to be. If the shallow water is a dangerous place, then the deep water can be a whole lot safer. And I thought about that. And so I began to just think about things and kind of study my Bible of different things that took place in the deep waters and things of, of the depth of the water. And so here's what I want to preach to you this morning. Just for a little bit of time, I want to give you some thoughts. And I really don't have it all developed, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Amen. It's on my heart. I believe God's put it there, but it's this, staying in the deep waters. Staying in the deep waters. The benefits of staying in the deep waters. Because here's my question I'm going to ask you at the end, and I'll ask you now, what depth of water are you selling in now? What depth of, what, what depth of your Christian life? Or what, how deep is your Bible time? How deep is your prayer life? I mean, are we just, are you just lucky to pull off and pop off maybe 10, 15, 30 minutes? Or are you able to, hey, take that time and get deep into the things of, of that time with God where God will speak to your heart? What kind of prayer life do you have? What kind of Bible time? Do you, I hope you don't have a shallow prayer life and a shallow Bible time. Because if you do, guess what? You're riding in shallow waters. You're going to hit bottom. You're going to hit bottom. 
How much of a knowledge of God do you have? Of, of this Bible do you have? Because I'm telling you, listen, we, and even in this church this can happen. You can be around this. You young people hear me. You mamas hear me. Listen, hey, you could be today trying to get it all together, but listen, you're riding shallow water. I'm telling you, you better be careful. You better be setting your sail to get out into the deep waters. Amen? You ought to be getting deeper into your Bible time, deeper into your prayer life. There ought to be deeper waters you're sailing when it comes comes your time with God. Why? Because that's the safest place you can be according to the fact of what the shallow waters can bring. So I want you to just look and listen for a little bit. We'll go through some things as to why I think it's important and the importance of the deep waters and God uh, and how He has dealt with it through the Word of God. Number one is this. Why should you set your sail this morning to the deep waters? Or if you're there and, hey, listen, you've, you've grown and, and God's beginning to just do great things in your life. Listen, you need to stay in the deep waters. Why is that? Number one's this. Because it's where His will and His way will be accomplished in your life. It's only going to be found in the deep waters. Let me give you an example of that. Go to the book of Judges chapter 1. Judges chapter 1. Some of these things I'm going to touch on, we've heard, I've preached around them, but I want to give it in a different light this morning. But the book of Judges chapter 1. I mean, we went through this book of the Bible. It's probably one of the most helpful studies I personally have, have been through is God just helping me. But in Judges chapter 1, let's look at verse 12. I just want to give you a thought here because I'm asking you and I want you to think and I want to check because here's the thing. Listen to me. It can appear you've got it all together. But if you're in that shallow water, you're going to hit bottom. And listen, you need to set your sail for the deep waters because it's in the deep waters, it's in the deep things, God's going to work. God's going to move. Look what it says here in verse 12 of Judges chapter 1. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjath Sefer and taketh it, to him will I give Axa, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it and gave him Axa, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass when she came to him, she moved him to ask her father a field. And she lighted off of her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. Now there's a whole lot here. Uh, listen, there's a whole lot of things in this. We know that, of course, when they started off in the book of Judges, and here's the sad thing, they were unified, they were together, they were in the offensive, they were working together, they were experiencing the victories. What happened, they started to have partial victory instead of complete victory, and it came back to bite them. But we see here that with Caleb, and we looked at Caleb a, a week or so ago in the fact of uh, just the testimony is for Caleb and, and just continuing on. And here you've got his daughter who now she's got in this land, but she goes to her father and says, Listen, I'm thankful I've got the land, but I want more. I need springs of water for this land to be fruitful, for me to get out of this land. What I desire for it to bring forth and produce for me, I need water. I want the springs. Give me the springs. And I thought, Boy, if that isn't something with us, listen, she went to her father. Thank God that we're saved, amen. But you need to be going to your father, amen. You need to be going to your heavenly father, amen, and asking him 
him for more, hallelujah. That's okay, amen. Hey, listen, we've got everything we need through Jesus, but listen, he says what? Knock and it shall be open. Seeking you shall find. Asking it shall be given. You need to be asking, amen. You need to be understanding the importance of, listen, you've got to have some water if you're going to have a life that is successful in this Christian life in the world today. You're going to need some water. The water of the word, amen. The water of the Holy Spirit of God, hallelujah. You're going to need those things if you're going to have a fruitful, prosperous Christian life, amen. Listen, she had, she had gotten the land of promise in the passage here. She had gotten her groom. She had gotten her victory, but she wanted water to be fruitful. We've got a lot of things guaranteed uh, to us from Jesus Christ. Thank God I've got a home in heaven today, Brother Jason. Thank God I've got eternal life. Thank God I've, that heaven will be our resting place. We can be Him forever. Thank God, Brother John, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in us and lives within us to help us. But if God is going to accomplish His will, and his way with your life then you're going to need some water amen you're going to need this Bible you're going to need uh, the, the Holy Spirit of God as I just mentioned judges their, their fault was partial victories we won't do it for the sake of time but if you begin to read through here and you begin to look at that what did they do? They started overtaking certain parts of the land but then they weren't to overtake some others and they, they did not wipe them out and go ahead and to completely disintegrate the enemy and they end up just kind of uh, 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 making a way to where you live here, we'll live there and I'm telling you right now if we become content with partial victory, if all you're thinking right now is well hey I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven, listen I've got a good mom and dad, I've got a good family, everything's going okay, I'm keeping the wheels on the wagon if you're just satisfied with that, I'm telling you those areas that you're not seeking a deeper walk with God to get victory over, they'll come back to bite you Amen there's not a one of us in here that don't have things in our life that we have to pray about and have to keep going back to. And I'm telling you, partial victory should not be enough for us. Amen. Listen, we have all the victory in Jesus. But understand something. Just because you inherit a home, you've got to live in that home to, to occupy that thing. And listen, we've got everything through Jesus, but we need to live in the glory. Amen. We need to live in the deep waters. Hallelujah. We need to be a spirit field child of God where the Holy Spirit of God is living in us and through us on a daily basis. Amen. If we'll stay in the deep waters, listen, he'll carry you to places you'll never be able to reach on your own. That makes sense? I'm talking about a deeper relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about a deeper time in your Bible life, a deeper time in your prayer time. I'm talking about the deeper knowledge of the things of God. And listen, only for God to complete his will in your life, you're going to need deep waters. Amen. I hope that makes sense. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to Ezekiel 47 with that thought. Go to Ezekiel chapter 47 in your Bibles. Sail into deep waters, amen. See, I've got my, my, my Bible time, my Bible life. will make it better, hallelujah. Well, I spend time in prayer. Pray longer, amen. Well, I, I, I mean, I know the things of God. You listen, you, you, hey, but, but, but learn more, amen. Study more. Hey, hey, learn, be, be eager to learn more, amen. You can't just, you're not going to survive if you, if you live off of just what you've learned now. 
There's more to learn. There's more to gain. There's more to get. It's going to be found in the deeper waters. Now, let me take you to Ezekiel 47, verse, verse 1. Look what it says. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under the from the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Now understand this. This is this is Ezekiel. We're seeing here that this is kind of prophecy in the millennial reign uh, where Jesus is going to set up. Uh, we, we, we know that, that he, there's going to be, uh, where he sets up, there's going to be a river flowing out of that place. And he begins, to, he begins to, to explain that and go through that. He says in verse 2, but here's what I want you to catch hold of. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate. By the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward to measure a thousand cubits, he brought me through the waters. The waters were to what? Ankles. Verse 4, again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the what? Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the what? Afterward, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. You want to know why? It was deeper than he could go. And it says this. It says then, it says, and he said unto me, Son of man, thou hast seen this. And, and he goes on and begins to explain. But here's what I want you to understand. Do you know why we're seeing the trouble we're seeing today? And listen, let, let's just be honest. We're seeing things and hearing the things happening in Christians today, in the lives of Christians. Why are we seeing the things and the failures that I believe we should not be seeing in Christians today? Why are we seeing those things? I believe part of the problem is right here and what I'm trying to hit on. Most Christians are living in water just deep enough to splash around in. I'm talking about the presence of God, the knowledge of God, the power of God, a prayer time, Bible time. They're just living in just, in just enough water that they can wade around in. They're still controlling. They're just splashing. They may feel the tug every night, but they're not in enough water, Brother Jason, to simply just get into where they cannot touch and let the current carry them where the current would touch. Hey, you ever gotten in water to where, I mean, you feel that current? And listen, if you just pull up your feet and just let your arms go, it'll take you right where it's, hey, and wherever it's going is where you're going. Going. Can, I, can, I, can I parallel that to the Holy Spirit of God and God? Here's a problem with most Christians. All they want is enough of Jesus to where they're still controlling everything. They may feel the tug a little bit every now and then. Oh, and they, they may realize, oh, I'm in water and I'm experiencing the water. But I'm telling you, if God's going to fulfill His will in your life, if you're going to see God take and do things for you that you never could do on your own, you're going to have to get it all the way in. Amen. You're going to have to get in the water that's so deep, praise God, that you can't control. And then that way, at that point, God can carry you and and take you to where he wants you to go. Right. Not where you can control. Amen. Amen? I'm telling you, that's, what, that's the problem we're facing today. Is we got Christians that they're wanting, oh, I, I love the Lord, but I'm going to live my life this way. Or, or well, I, I, I'll serve him here, but, but not according to this. I'm controlling it. 
Well, okay, the, the ankle deep water, hey, that's satisfying. I'll get into the knee deep water. Now I'm up to about my waist, but, but this is as far as I'm going. If I get any further, I'm not in control. That's the problem. And that's why they're stuck where they are. That's why they're still struggling, Brother Jason, years with the, Hey, there are people that have struggled with worry for years. You know why? They're only in waist deep water. Why don't you get on in to where you can't control it anymore, praise God. Why don't you dive on in and let the Holy Spirit of God take over that thing and hey, He'll carry you to places and give you victory you'll never obtain on your own. Amen. Amen. You may just have to let go. We got people hanging on to things today. I'm talking in the Christian life. You may just have to let go if you're going to overcome. You may just have to say, listen, enough's enough. I'm getting in. Because I'm telling you, hey, it's a scary thing to get into the deep water. can be a scary thing. But it's not always a bad thing. Not always a bad thing. Especially when it comes to trying to get across a point here to understand that, listen, if you're ever going to sail in water, and, and, and here's the problem, if all you're going to satisfy yourself is just, is just sailing in water that, that, that is, 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 just, is shallow enough for you to continue to pass over and for you to control and for you to, to gain that control, you're never, God will not complete His full will in your life. You need to let go. You need to let go. You need to get in deeper water today. You need to make up your mind. Listen, hey, quit worrying about what if and just get into deep water. Amen? Because listen, when you get into water that's so deep that has a current, the power of that current will take you where it has already destined it to go. And I'm telling you, the power of the Holy Spirit of God, He is a greater force. But you, if, as long as you stay close to the bank, you'll not get to where you need to be as a child of God. Remember, everybody roller skated? Everybody ever roller skated? What, what, what do the new ones do? They get out there and they go around the wall. Look at me go, look at me go. They go around the wall, right? I mean, and, then, and, then the whole, and all of these hang on the wall. And, and what's the biggest lesson? You're never going to learn how to roller skate till you get away from the wall. And that, and that didn't control. And so what would we do? We'd take, take them and say, here, let me help you. Get two friends on one side, praise God. And they'd take them and then they'd get them out there. Before long, if they truly trusted it, Brandon, by the end of the night, they're in the middle and they're enjoying it. Hey, and they're roller skating. Hey, and it's okay. Get away from the wall. <coughs> and would to God we be the kind of Christians to those that are hanging on, say, try to encourage them, get into the deep water, amen. You'll be surprised what you'll gain victory over if you just get into the deeper water. Why do we need to set our sail towards the deep water? Why do we need to stay in the deep waters today if we're there? Because listen, that's where God will complete His will and His way for your life. And listen, His will and His way is the greatest and most safest place you can be as a child of God. Here's number two. It's where you'll learn to obey Him. The deep waters is where you're going to learn to obey Him. Go to the book of Mark, chapter 5. Actually, you know what? Go to Luke. Let's just, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, in verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. 
and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, we know Simon Peter. Look what he says here. Launch out where? You know why they're cleaning their nets? And you can, you can reference, you can reference the, the story because they had fished all night and hadn't caught anything. Now here's what Jesus says. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Some say draft, some say draught. I don't know, I'm not a fisherman, but whatever you want to go, that's what he said to do. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, what does it say there? At thy word, I'll lie down the net. And when they had this, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships. So they began to sink. And you're talking about, look, they'd been out all night. They were fishermen. They knew what they were doing. They were doing it on their own, and they could not do anything. When they obeyed the word of the Lord, they not only did they get what they were looking for, but they got so much, Brother Jason, it became a blessing to others. In such a way, it was more than they could even handle. And it says this, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Listen. Here you've got these men who had every bit of understanding. Listen, they, they knew what they were doing. They were fishermen. But they were doing it on their own. And they were doing it at the shore. Jesus said, go to the deep. You'll get what you're looking for. Listen to me. We need to learn how to obey God. And sometimes he's going to take you to the deep. But you need to go. Because listen, it's then and only then he'll show you things that had you not obeyed him, you'll never learn without that. Amen? Didn't make no sense. But listen, Peter, uh, at first, and, and some give him a hard time because, well, he was unwillingly. He, listen, and I know that you can preach this thing in different ways, and I understand that that's fine. But I'm telling you, he listened to the word of the Lord. And because he listened to the word, the word of the Lord and went out into the deep, he saw things happen. Amen. And why did he repent at the end? Because he knew, hey, I should have obeyed you from the beginning. And I'm telling you, it's in the deep we learn to obey the Lord. Amen. It's into the deep that we can, we can experience the blessings of the Lord. Not close to the shore. They weren't hitting on much close to the shore, but they sure, they sure did get a bountiful supply when they got into the deep. Amen. And they were obeying the Lord. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, he knows what's best for us. Amen. And when he got them away from the shore, everything changed. Everything changed. Listen, you, you can labor on your own. You, you, can, you can try to accomplish this on your own, but self-will will not get you nearly as far as you simply obeying this Bible and doing what the Lord tells you to do. Amen. Amen. And surrendering to the Lord.
and surrender to his will for your life. And here's the thing. I thought about this. I thought about, man, not only did it go from here they were basically just cleaning their nets. They look, we, we tried it all night. No, we might as well just roll them up, pack them up. That's what they had to do because if he didn't, they would get dry rotted. And they had to, there was a certain way they did it. But, but it went from that to where when they finally just obeyed the Lord and, and set sail out into the deep. And listen, that they were able to be a blessing to other people. <laughs> they got more than that. And listen, there was satisfaction there. That There was accomplishment there. There was joy there, obviously. I mean, from no fish to a boatload of fish, praise God to be able to, hey, share it with the friends. There was satisfaction, joy, victory. Hey, there was victory there, amen. That there was a building of their faith. And listen, in it all, the Lord was teaching them, just obey me. And I'm telling you, why I'm telling you, get off of the bank, get away from the shore. Listen, because in those deep waters, you'll learn to trust Him. You'll learn to obey Him. Because why? He's a faithful God, amen. He has proven Himself to be faithful time and time and time again. And out of the deep waters, you don't have any control like you do in the shallow water. But if you'll get out there, let Him be the captain, obey what He says, you'll be a whole lot better off. Amen. Sailing and messing around in the shallow water may feel safe, but listen to me, you'll be a whole lot better off if you launch out into the deep. Follow the Lord, listen to Him. You'll keep from hitting bottom, amen. It'll teach you to listen and obey the Lord. And listen, sometimes you get out into the deep, and let's take it maybe not into a boat, but hey, have you ever been out there uh, in, in deep waters? Hey, uh, you get around those currents, you'll feel like you're drowning, but it very well be He just may need to do that to you to make you realize, listen, I can't do it on my own. When Peter got out of that boat and he started walking, hey, listen, he was walking on the faith of the Lord, simply putting his eyes on him. But when he began to sink, hey, and those winds were blowing, that was deep water he was in. What did he do? Help me, Lord. And well, what did Jesus do? He helped him. He helped him. And there are times the Lord's going to take you to the deep waters where you feel totally helpless and like you, 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 you're drowning or, or there, there's nothing you can do. It's out of control. But listen, like the song they sing, Jesus is right on time. Amen. He'll teach you, listen, to simply obey Him and trust Him and you'll be a whole lot better off. Amen? If we try to live, live this Christian life, if we try to go through this Christian life and do it uh, not according to Jesus Christ's commandments, I'm telling you, no wonder our, our nets are empty. Amen? No wonder we struggle. No wonder we deal with heartache and, and, and you got people wanting to walk and, and quit on God. I heard it said that Jubilee, I thought it was good. Brother Josh Calloway said, why is it people always quit church? Why don't you have a hard time? Quit your job. Quit something else. Why is it always God they give up on? Why is it always the house of God they quit being faithful to? Why is it God's people they end up getting rid of? Why is it God's people they walk away from? I'm telling you why they're trying to do too much on their own, amen. They learn to simply trust and obey the Lord, amen. Your nets will be filled, hallelujah. You'll have more satisfaction, joy, and victory than you ever could experience, but you have to get out into the deep, amen. Into the deep. Here's another reason why we need to set ourselves to the deep. It's where you're going to find what you need to be a help to others. It's where you're going to find what you need to be a help to others. I thought about Proverbs 31. Go to Proverbs chapter 31 in your Bibles. Proverbs 31. Look at verse 14. We know this is the virtuous woman. We've, we have looked at this. 
from the aspect of, of a virtuous woman for you ladies, it ought to be a guide. It ought to be something you ought to be very familiar with. We've looked at it with the church because the church is in the feminine form as far as that uh, we're the bride of Christ. But look in verse 14. It says, She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from where? From afar. Shallow fishermen and shallow sailors never experience the bounties of those that go out deep to get their stuff. Hey, we, we, we can catch trout here all day long. Ain't nothing wrong with catching them trout. But if we want to go catch a real big fish, we're going to go charter a boat and go into the deep, amen. You're not going to find the big fish in the river, but you sure can find them if you go out into the deep, amen. And listen, it says here, it speaks about her, and, and, and I guess my, my thought was this. She, she got her supply from something further than what was just around her. You know what we need to be doing? We need to be tapping into heaven for our wisdom. Hey, we need, to be, we need to be looking to God for every area of our life. Hey, for the sake of our families, for the sake of our friends, for the sake of, sake of lost men. But Jason, if we truly want to be a help to them, we're going to have to set sail to the deep, brother. We're going to have, listen, we're going to, we're going to have to go deep, deeper into our Christian life, deeper into our walk with God, deeper into our Bible time, deeper into our prayer time, deeper in our commitment to Him, deeper than you have ever been if we're truly going to be a benefit to our children, to each other in this church, and to people in this community and lost people all around us. We've got to go deeper. Amen. We've got to go deeper. There are people, and listen, I know that God supplies our needs, but God has chosen to work through His Christians, His believers, to be a blessing to others. And there are people that will never get what God has for them if we just stay around the banks, if we just never set sail. I thought about that with my children, Brother Jason. I thought about that. Listen, if we live our lives in the muck and the mire, around the banks. You know how, 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 how waters... I, I got out one time, we took a ship in Norfolk and went out to the... Uh, uh, you know, I, when I thought of water, I'd go to the canals or we'd go around here and go to a lake and, I mean, uh, the least little bit of movement stirs it up. It's muddy. You can't really see. Man, we went on one of those ships and got way out there. I, I had never knew how beautiful the waters were, even the Atlantic Ocean, how beautiful the water. It was aqua. It was gorgeous. I just sat there. I was like, I never knew that. But you know why, Brother Jason? I had never been that deep. I had never been that far out. And if we live our lives, if, we'll just, if we're content to live our lives around this world and the muck and the mire that's in, in, around the riverbanks and around uh, what's obtainable by this world, listen, and that's all that we offer them, they'll never experience the blessings of God they could if we just set sail to the deep. Amen. Listen, we need to be seeking the bounty. We, 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 need to be, we need to be setting sail to the deep waters if we're going to be a blessing to others. I want these children to know what it is, and I believe they already have, but I don't want it just to be a memory of what it is to understand what the presence of God is and the power of God is and the moving of God is and to see some answered prayers, amen. If we don't ever set sail out into the deep and begin to demand those things and be obedient to God and, and living by faith, they'll never experience those things. If all we're content to do is cruise around the shallow water, Brother Jason, and be around the water where we can just, we can control every little area and movement and we're used to that little pool of water we sail in and never go deeper in our Christian life, 
we're robbing them of some blessings that they could experience simply by the fact of us being obedient to God. Right. Amen. Amen. Our children, our families, think about our family members. They're watching us. The testimony that we have. Think about Brandon's testimony. You, you've got family. Guess what? They're, they're looking. They're watching. Whether they're doubting or whether they're, 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 they're watching, they're watching your every move. But listen, if you'll get deeper into your Bible time, deeper into your prayer life, if you'll set that sail, praise God, let the Holy Spirit of God blow you into the deep waters God intends for you, son. I'm telling you, God will reveal blessings to people. You don't know what God will do through that. Hey, that they never would see had you not have set your sail and went to the deep. Same thing for us. Same thing for our children. Same thing for this church, amen. I'm not saying be foolish, but I'm telling you right now, I want to set the sail, amen. I'm telling you, let's point the boat in the direction, hey, to where the deep waters are at and say, God, through your Holy Spirit, blow, hallelujah. May the wind of God blow and set us out deep, deeper than we've ever been, amen. Because I can promise you, Brother Jason, the deeper you go, the more you'll bring back, hallelujah. And listen, that's what's going to benefit. We need, listen, as, as a church, we need to, to be in the deep waters. Real quick, I think we've got time because I only have one more point. I'm going to be done. Go to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34, let me give you this verse. Ezekiel 34. Now, I know this again is prophecy. Not only speaking to Israel, but we can get application from this. I've preached it before, but I feel it's important for us. Once again, it ties in with what I'm talking about because the shallow waters, shallow waters are muddy and miry and mucky. And listen, I don't. I want my children to have more than that. Amen. It was one thing God did in my life. Listen, being I knew me and Chris after we got saved and we were growing. There's got to be more than this. There has to be more than this. And guess what? It was, amen. And we set our sail, and we just put our little boat in the direction. We let Jesus Christ be the captain, and he has taken us to deeper waters. Praise God, I cannot, I, I cannot wait to see where else he'll take us to as, 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 as parents, as husband and wife, uh, as a church, amen. But I'm telling you what, at the beginning, I knew, listen, there's got to be more to it than just, just what I'm seeing here. And it says here, look what he says here in verse 17 of Ezekiel chapter 34. It says, And as for you, O my flock, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I judge between cattle and cattle, between the rams and the he-goats, seemeth it a small thing unto you. Now look, he says, you, you may, this may not mean anything to you, but it ought to. He says, Seemeth it a small thing unto you to have eaten of the good pastures, uh, but ye must tread down with your feet the residue of your pastures and have drunk of the, what does he say there? Deep waters, but ye must foul the residue with your feet. You know what he's saying? He's, he's referencing it to a, a cattle. 
and to a plush field and to a, a lively, deep stream. And he's saying, it may not mean anything to you, but you're, you're, you're eating the good grass. You're trodden it down. You're not even worried about it. You're going and walking in that, in that clear, deep water. You may have drank of it, but now it's all muddy. And he's saying, there are, there's calves coming behind you that, listen, they, they're all, all they can eat, Brother Jason, is what not's been trodden down. All, they're having to look for a little pool of water that isn't muddy and mired up. And he's saying, listen, don't do that for the sake of those coming behind you. And I'm telling you, would to God, we as a church and believers, listen, let's set sail to the deep, amen. Let's drink to the deep waters. Let's be mindful there are those coming behind us, amen. I don't want them just to have to, to, have to survive off of what's not been trodden down. There's a whole lot today that, listen, there's a whole lot of people that even may be saved. They, they have no desire for the touch of God, no desire for the power of God. But I'm telling you, Brother Jason, he's greater than that to me, amen. Praise God, I want our children to understand what it is. And I'm saying, let's not take advantage of what God's given us, amen. Let's not muddy it up and mire it up. But listen, let's, let's remember and be mindful of those coming behind us, amen. amen. Don't mess it up for others. Don't muddy the waters for others. We've drank of the deep waters. God's done some great things in our lives and, and, and with this church. I don't want to take that for granted, amen. Amen. It's important to understand that. Listen, we, we've got people today that they just muddy the waters. They confuse people. You got uh, poor fellows like the fellow you were telling me about. Listen, he ain't no more saved than the man in the moon. But somebody's told him he is. And the, and the boy, hey, hey, what is he doing? He, he's, he, he, he's having to drink muddy water and, and eating trodden down grass. Would to God, amen, we realize what we've got here and have it for those coming behind us. They can eat fresh grass, green pastures, and drink clear water. Amen? Why? Because of the lives we've lived. We've been sensitive to God. Amen. Why, why does it seem like people are, uh, are, are, are uh, uh, malnourished, I guess you could say spiritually today? It, it seems like that's where we are today. There, there's there's a, maybe a high, uh, you got some of these mega churches with high attendance, but Brother John, there's no spirituality there whatsoever. That's what they're feeding on. <laughs> Drinking muddy water and eating trodden down grass. God's got greater things for us than that. Amen. Listen, we need to set sail. Why? Get into the deep waters. Why? Because it's, it's the only place we truly will find help, what we need to be a help to other people. Amen? Here's the last point we'll be done. Why set sail into the deep? Why sail in the deep waters? It's where the Holy Spirit of God begins to move. Go to the very first book of your Bible in Genesis. Chapter 1. We'll finish it up here. Look at verse 2. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon what? Face of the waters. Face of the waters. When the Holy Spirit of God moves, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Where was he found first ever moving, Brother Jason? Upon the faces of the deep, the water, the water. And I still believe, Brother Richard, that's where the Holy Spirit of God moves more so than ever before. 
I'm talking about people that have set sail into the deep, amen. People that want a deeper love for him. People that want to, uh, to, to worship him in, in, in a, in deeper, a deeper worship for God, a deeper Bible time. It, I'm talking when you get deep into the word of God, amen. How many times have we gotten in here and it's deep, amen. Praise God, he's allowed for us to charter into deep water and the Holy Spirit of God moves upon, hey, our services, he's moved upon that, praise God. Listen, I'm telling you right now, he'll still do that, amen. I think he always will. You find him here in the Bible, that's the first place he moved. I believe he still moves first and foremost when you're in the deep waters. Not that he won't move anywhere else, but I believe that he'll move first and foremost upon those that are in the deep waters. Amen. Those that want a deeper and a closer walk with him, those that want to, hey, to love him more, a better knowledge of him, he's going to move upon them. Amen. He's going to move in the midst of people like that. Amen. Not this shallow Christianity. Not what we see going on today. But those that desire the deep waters, amen? Said the earth was without form and void. Listen, a formless void cannot fix itself. Darkness cannot turn itself to light. But I know one that who can, who can, it's Jesus, amen? You can apply that to a person that's lost. You can't save yourself. You can't turn your life around, but God can. You know how he's going to start? With the moving of the Holy Spirit of God upon your life. Amen. That's what he did in my life. I thank God. Hey, I thank God for the convicting work of the Holy Spirit of God, Brother Jason. Faith come in here and hear by the Word of God, by the power of God, and by the moving of the Holy Spirit of God, it'll bring a person to conviction, amen. It'll make them see themselves or who they are. It'll deal with their sin, and your sin must be dealt with if you're going to get saved. But hey, that means the Holy Spirit of God is moving, and praise God, your darkness will be turned into light, amen. Through who? Through the Holy Spirit of God and His moving upon your life. Holy Spirit of God's going to move. He's going to move in some of the deepest and darkest times in our life too. Sometimes, hey, we'll, we'll be in some dark times and it may seem like you're there forever, but guess what? That's where the Holy Spirit of God ended up moving. Some of the deepest things, hey, that's where the Holy Spirit of God's going to move. Thank God he, he pulled me out of a deep, miry pit, but thank God he was there, amen, to lift me up and lift me out, praise God. Listen, we need to sail in the deep waters. Why? Listen, you want to see the Holy Spirit of God move in your life? You want to see uh, God continue to move in this church? We're going to have to sail in the deep waters. Set sail towards the deep. I'm telling you. You ought to be seeking for a deeper prayer life. I can't express enough to you about the fact of prayer. I'm telling you. We've got what this land we're, we're, we're waiting to hear on. We need to be pray. I, I trust that you have. I've been asking you to. I'm not talking some five-minute prayer. I'm talking, I'm talking you should be getting somewhere alone with God by yourself. Ladies, if, husbands, if you've got to help mama to where you can get some time out of your day to get alone from everybody, I'm not talking some five-minute prayer. I'm talking get out and get alone with God and call on God. I'm telling you, that's what I'm talking about, a deeper prayer life, getting to <laughs> the deeper times in your life, God will move. Amen. I had read, I'd heard stories about God moving, the presence of God, the breath of God upon the neck, and all of those things. And I can remember the first, one of the first times, and I can't say it was the first time, but I know it was one of the first times that God really moved. And, 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 I, and it's just personal, but I'll be honest with you, and nobody was home in our house. 
And I was praying about something I couldn't tell you what I was praying about. But I'm telling you, I got on my face before God and I began to pray and call out to God. And all I can tell you is like the breath of God was upon my neck and the hand of God. I'm telling you, God moved in that little place, Brother Jason. And I'm telling you what, praise God, he moved in a way I've never forgotten. And I cherish it and I long for it. And I'm telling you what, hey, listen, you'll never, some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm not being ugly to you, but until you get into the deep waters and until you get serious about your prayer life and I'm talking get deep into it you'll never understand what I'm talking about and I'm not putting myself above you I'm just telling you it's real but until you get into the deep waters you'll never experience it it'll be foreign to you and all you do is hear stories praise God I jumped up from there brother Jason I run through every room in our house I don't know how I done without knocking myself out screaming to the top of my voice praising the name of Jesus I prayed over the bed of my children I prayed over my bed when me and my wife I prayed over our home I'm telling you being God was as real to me as you're sitting there right there before me I'm telling you he's real amen but I'm afraid most churches and most people have no idea what I'm talking about. They either think I'm making it up or they have no understanding because they've never been there. And then you wonder why you struggle. Amen. I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you, this is, a, this is serious what we're in. It's not child's play, Amen. We're praying about a land. We're praying about a building. You understand? We're talking about the future of a church. We're talking about God's money. We're not talking about just buying a car and, and trading it in the next day. I'm talking about seeking the mind of God. Future for these children. A foundation for this church where people are either going to go to hell or heaven maybe because of where we're at. How much have you prayed? Have you gotten together as a family and prayed over it? How much do your children know about it? I'm talking life and hell. Hell, hey, it, heaven and hell and life and death. My children being taken by the devil and this world, Brother Jason, and yours too. Yours, Brother John. You think a five or ten minute prayer life is going to fix all this? That's why we hear stories every day about kids going to the world. Amen. Amen. Because we put more time to stinking computers and stinking cell phones and stinking books. Amen. And ball games and hunting and fishing. I'm not saying those things are all bad, but I'm just telling you right now, it's a serious thing, amen. Right. Yeah. And the holy God of heaven wants to move down. But listen, I'm telling you, you're going to have to get deeper, some ankle-deep prayer life. If you're ever going to have God, I'm talking move in and lay his hand upon you. I mean, it's real, amen. I'm not crazy and making it up. I know it, Brother Jason. And time and time again, it's the deeper I've gotten, the more I've experienced it, amen. And I'm not letting that go, amen. And I want these children to know what it means. I'm telling you, I grew 29 years of my life and never knew what that was. I went to church all my life. Amen. And I know there's phonies out there and I know there's people doing the flesh, but Lord help us if you're using that as your example as why you don't desire a deeper prayer life. Amen. It's serious. 
I don't want to take one penny from this church and put it towards anything God hadn't put his hand on. And I need prayer and help, amen. David, hey, it was all good to the men of David and it was all good with his idea, but I'm telling you, Uzzah died because of it, amen. Because God didn't approve of it. Serious, amen. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit of God moving. We need a movement of God in this area. This area is dead. This area is filled with religion. That is all this area has. That's why God has us here, church. I'm telling you, you say, preacher, we haven't added. I don't care if he doesn't add one more. We need a facility just for what he's doing with us, amen. Hey, we need a school for these kids to go to. It's not like the ones I've had to be in and been around and hear horror stories where the world's in it. I'm talking where it's pure and clean and right and it can be that way, amen. We need a facility to be able to reach to this community and do things, amen. We need a place where we can be seen. And listen, all of that is within the will of God, amen. But it's going to take a deeper prayer. You're going to have to pray more than you ever have in your life. You're going to have to seek the face of God like you never have. Say, preacher, you're angry. I'm not angry, but I tell you what, hey, I'm half scared to death at times because I'm telling you, it rests upon me. I don't want to take one penny from God and God's Word and take you people and lead you down a path one inch of a way that's not the will of God. Amen. I need you praying. Amen. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit of God will move in. When He moves in, there's no doubt in it. Amen. Amen. Psalm 135, verse 6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven, in earth, in the seas, in all deep places. Listen to me to many people today. On the surface, they seem like you've got everything together. You mamas hear me. You, 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 may, you, may, you may make it look like you've got everything together, but right now you're getting ready to hit bottom. You're getting ready to rip the bottom plumb at your boat. You men need to help with that. If you see her getting frazzled, you see her on edge, steer her to deeper waters, amen. You men, you may act like you've got everything together. We're busy, guys. We're busy. Someone's working two jobs. Someone's working long hours. Got things we're doing with the church. Listen, to the, on the surface it may seem like you got it together, but listen, you're ready to run aground. I'm telling you, get to the deep waters, amen. Run to the deep waters, amen. Best way to prevent that, set sail to the deep. Sail in the deep waters. You know what we need to be as a church? We need to be sailing in the deep waters. I'm telling you. God has great things for our church. I understand that. But that does not come without a price. It's going to take more time on your knees. It's going to take more time in the Word of God. It's going to, listen, it's going to take being more serious than we ever have been about every area. Amen. I don't want to run the ground as a church. I don't want to get comfortable. I thank God for this little building. I thank God we don't have very big rent. I thank God, listen, hey, we're not busting at the seams. Look, we, we can take people right now. 
But Brother John, I don't want to stay this close to the bank the whole time. It's a church. I want to set sail. Put the sail up. Ben, let Jesus get in the driver's seat and just set sail to the deep, Brother Jason. Amen? Ben, why don't you come to the piano? Here's my question. Where are you sailing this morning? What depth of water are you in in your Christian life? Wants and desires ain't going to cut it. The greatest desires in the world will never come to fruit if we don't put them into action. I'm telling you as a pastor, as a father, we need to set our sail to the deep and we need to stay in the deep. It's where God's will and His ways are accomplished. It's where you'll learn to obey Him. It's where you'll find what you need to be helped others and it's where the Holy Spirit of God will always begin to move.